or somebody could just preach in my stead. Who would like to get up here? Jane? Okay, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead this morning. Names. Names are important. Names are used for identification. Names such as Eddie, Juanita, Jackie, Richard, Charles, Benna, and Jane. They all have meaning and they're significant because you are significant. What about places? Places like Oakwood, Flowery Branch, Brook Valley Lane, Chicopee. All these places have meaning and they have a name. What about things like Bible, car, chair, church? Names that we give to things that absolutely signify their significance. Names also have meaning. I'm going to test you. Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Yes, the name means love. Chicopee. What does Chicopee mean? Anybody know what Chicopee means? Oh, I, I like that. We have changed it to mean one heartbeat across every generation for Jesus Christ. Now, the actual word Chicopee actually means rushing water or raging waters. It was actually originally uh, from Cincinnati where there is actually a, uh, a river that comes in and it's raging waters. And because of the language there, they used Something that sounded just like Chicopee, and that's where the word Chicopee came from. It means raging waters. I bet you didn't know that. So you can go home today and say, I learned something. Chicopee means raging waters. Anybody know what Brian means? Brave. Oh, that's a good one that you remember. Also, Noble. Noble is a great name for, for Brian. How about Buddy? Anybody know what Buddy means? Friend, yes, I mean, that was a gimme. That was an easy one, right? Buddy means friend or, or partner. You know, you're going to buddy up with somebody, things of that nature. That's a meaning behind that name. How about Clyde? Anybody know what Clyde means? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> names often give us expectations. There are nicknames like Skinny. What do you expect? You, ex you expect somebody about my, my son's size, right? Shorty. That would be Buddy, my Buddy. No, uh, those names give you an idea of what to expect. How about, how about Red? Have you ever known somebody named Red? And what is usually the characteristic of someone named Red? You're absolutely right, red hair. So these names have something behind them that often not only gives us value of what it is being named, but also tells us a little bit about that which is being named because there's meaning there in the names. Names reveal character. It reveals the value. It reveals the heart. Names are vital. We thrive on names. How many of you, when somebody actually calls you by your name, it makes you smile? Does me, because it makes you feel valued. When you are out and about this holiday season, here's a little challenge for you. Just take a glance at the name tag of whoever you're around, whether you're at the store or whether you're volunteering somewhere. Look for a name tag, call them by their name, and see if it doesn't impact their life. Because we appreciate being called by our name. It says that we're valued. So what we're going to do is we're going to be looking over the next few weeks the names of Jesus. 
And we're going to get to know Him better. We're going to come and know Jesus better by looking at His names as it reveals His character, who He is. And we're going to lean into some of these names. So I thought a great name to start with, actually the Lord thought, a great name to start with wasn't Emmanuel, it wasn't God with us, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Jehovah, it wasn't uh, Wonderful Counselor. You want to know what the name is that we're starting with today? Jesus. That's a pretty good starting place. God came up with that, I did not. That's not where I would have started. But I appreciate that He leads and He guides us to get the good foundation of what we need. Need. So, what do we know about the name Jesus? I'm talking about the name Jesus. Why the name Jesus? Have you ever thought about why did God say He was to be named Jesus? Why couldn't it have been Obadiah? That's a very fun name to say, Obadiah. Why couldn't it have been Brian or Chad? Why did God choose Jesus? Have you ever thought of that? If not, I hope you're thinking about it now because we're going to talk about that. Because there is some significance in just the name Jesus as it was chosen. The name Jesus, is it powerful? Let's examine this and see. Let's begin in Luke. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 is where the beginning of the names begin, I believe. In Luke chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading in verse 26. This is where Mary is visited by an angel. Now, Mary's aunt, Elizabeth, is six months pregnant. She has been expecting a baby for six months, and she... It was impossible for her to have a child, but now she is, and she's six months alone. And verse 26 says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Does anybody notice a lot of names here? Okay, get this. Names are important. They tell the story. We know things that is in the story because of names. So let's hold on to this idea that names are important. And coming in, the angel, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him, what? Jesus. All right, he will be great and be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. The angel told Mary to name him what? Jesus. Absolutely. Turn to Mark chapter 1 with me. Just take a left. It's a short drive to Matthew. It's the very first page probably of the New Testament in your Bible. If you'll turn to Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading in verse 20. Now what's going on is Joseph finds out that Mary is expecting and he's going, how are you expecting? Because I know that baby's not mine. And so he is really perplexed about what to do because it really seems like he loves her very much and does not want to see her disgraced or, 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 or thrown out or anything like that. So he's really perplexed about what to do because this engagement's like a marriage and he has to divorce her. It's got to be somewhat public, so he's trying to do it privately. That's what he's thinking. 
So here's what happens as he's going through this in his mind, verse 20. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So I want to go back to the question, why does... God choose that name over all the other names that he could have chosen. Jesus is the personal name of this child being born. Just as you and I have a first name and it's a personal name, this was his personal name given to him. As a matter of fact, it was divinely appointed through, by God through these angels to both Mary and Joseph. Do you notice that? Both of them were told by the angel that the child would be called Jesus. Now, wouldn't it be interesting, as Joseph is trying to figure this whole thing out, Mary has not said anything to him, obviously, yet, about the angel saying that he should be named Jesus, because the angel has to tell him. And so, here they are, they're sitting there, and Mary and Joseph, they're having a conversation, working this thing out, and, and, and Joseph says, this angel came to me and said that I am to marry you, and we're to name the baby and at the same moment, she says, Jesus. They both knew. God spoke both to them to affirm that this was a message from God and that it was real. Let me tell you, this is a side note, absolutely free of charge today. If God is directing you and sending you somewhere, He will often send you confirmation through something else to let you know for sure that it's from Him. And it will be a divine sign. You don't have to play roulette with God and flip a coin. You can trust him to give direction. Now, now that I've given you that for free, let's dive into this name Jesus. Now, this is very interesting because the name Jesus is actually the Greek form of a Hebrew name. Anybody know what the Hebrew name is? Joshua. You're absolutely right. Joshua is the Hebrew name for Jesus. Yeshua. Somebody say Yeshua. Look at there, you're now speak, speaking Greek. Yeshua. You're speaking Hebrew, actually. Yeshua. That is the name for Jesus, Joshua. Now, anybody know what that means in Hebrew? It means the Lord is the salvation. Now, why is this important? Why would this be significant in choosing of a name? Go back with me all the way into the Old Testament where Joshua, we know the story of Joshua. Most of us are familiar with it. Joshua goes into the promised land with the 11 other spies. He's only one of two that says we need to take it because God said it's ours and we just need to go. The other 10 says no, we don't. They all took a vote. The democracy decided they weren't going in and God said, okay, have it your way. You can wander for 40 years. Everybody dies out and then one day Joshua gets the nod. But before he gets the nod, here's what happens. Moses actually dies. Now, Moses is symbolic of the law. 
He was given the law from God, given the Ten Commandments. The law was dictated to him. He wrote it down. Moses was the epitome of the law. The law dies and goes away. And it's passed to Joshua, Yeshua, whose name means Yahweh is the salvation. It is that Yeshua that goes into the promised land and leads the people into what God had promised them and the land flowing with milk and honey. Now, I don't know about you, but just looking at that, I go, man, God is so cool. I mean, God could have used all kinds of names. But he, he chose the name from the beginning. He knew that what he would do is he would symbolically show to us that the passing away of the law, that which was before, would be gone. Yeshua would come and lead us into a new promised land, which is heaven for all of us. The name Jesus is significant. God chose that name divinely for a reason and for a purpose. Now, as we look at the scriptures, we find that Peter's sermon at Pentecost, he referred to Jesus as Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua. He was the one who was promised to come. Now, when we look at Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1, we find these attributes about Jesus. One, He is the Savior. Now remember, Yeshua means what? Yahweh is salvation. Let me give you some truth. It's not your way. It's not her way or his way. It's Yahweh. It's only his way. Yahweh is salvation. Doesn't matter how much you try, how much you work, how much you know, how much you think, how much you come to church. That will not determine your deliverance and salvation. It's only through this man named Jesus who was from God. Now this is interesting because Joshua in the Old Testament had another name. And it just simply meant delivers. Moses changes his name and attaches to his name. He's the first person in the Old Testament to receive a new name that is attached to the one true God. I just think God's cool. Here it is that God foreshadows that it, this salvation would come from him and him alone. Yeshua, Joshua, Yahweh is salvation. Now, as we dive into this, there's some things that I want us to make sure we fully understand. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, we can see that it's very clear that Jesus is God. We can see in Luke chapter 1 that Jesus is God. He is the Son of God. He is attached to God. But here's Something I want you to know, know this, write this down, be assured of this, because what gives the name Jesus power is this. All power attributed to the name of Jesus originates only in the person of Jesus. I'm going to say that again, that was just so good. All power attributed to the name of Jesus originates only in the person of of Jesus. Can I, can I make a bold statement? The name Jesus is not magic. The name Jesus is not a potion. It's not abracadabra or bippity boppity boo. 
The name Jesus is attached to a person that gives that name power because that person was brought to us by God Himself to bring salvation to the world. The name Jesus is greatly significant. And yes, it does have power, but it's because of the person that it's attached to that there's power in the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus was known by many as Jesus of Nazareth. They did not have last names like you and I have. The last name would be attached, kind of as you can think through it through your mind, would be where you're from. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus was a very common name back then. He was not the only one in a crowd named Jesus. I want you to know that kind of disappointed me when I learned that when I was young. Because I thought Jesus was the only Jesus that had ever been Jesus. And there were no more Jesuses because He was the only Jesus. He was the one and only, right? But then when I found that there were other people named Jesus, I was like, well, that's kind of a bummer. And then you have people today who are of Hispanic descent. Jesus, who spells their name J-E-S-U-S. So there's still people by the name of Jesus today. So just the name Jesus is not where the power lies. It's in where that name came from that was attached to the person that we call Savior and Lord that gives Jesus the power that it has. Do not mistake the name Jesus for anything except for the one true God. He came from God. He came for us to be the Savior of the world. World, All power attributed to the name of Jesus originates only in the person of Jesus, the person that it's attached to. There is no magical power in the name of Jesus. There is only power in Jesus Christ, the person. But boy, we can take that name Jesus because when we say Jesus, you know who we're referring to? The person of Jesus. You know what really gets under my skin? Whoo, this will just, I'm just going to be real with you. When somebody just says, well, Jesus. And then they may follow it up with this. It's, it's just a name. It's not just a name. It is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for you, for me, and He suffered so that we can have salvation and freedom. He didn't come to make you happy, feel good, and look good. He came to make you holy and be born again so that you can be in right relationship with God. It's not just a name. It is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It is to be used appropriately and with honor. It's not to be thrown around as a slang. The name Jesus is significant. Think about this. Throughout all of eternity and ages, since the beginning of time, and things to come, God could have picked any name available that would ever be used. But yet, He chose Jesus. Yeshua. That's the name he picked, that people would call him by, because that name would testify Yahweh is salvation. I just think God is cool. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. 
The saving, healing, protecting, justifying, redeeming power of God resides in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself, that is where all this comes from. Second thing I want you to know is this. All power found in the name of Jesus is only accessed through faith in the person of Jesus. It's not accessed in using His name just to throw it out. It's not accessed by just simply putting a bumper sticker on your car or wearing a t-shirt that says, I love Jesus. There is no power in I love Jesus if you disobey His commands. Where did that come from? Ooh. Jesus is significant. But it's significant because of who it's attached to. And we access the power of that only through faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please God. Do you understand that by faith we are saved? What about this? The disciples had faith and God performed miracles through the name of Jesus Christ, because of their faith. God did the miracles in the name of Jesus because of their faith in Him, not because they were special and magic. Now there is a very interesting story in Acts chapter 19, and I'm going to sum it up and then just read a little portion of it. In Acts chapter 19, verse 11, God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. God was doing the miracles. Paul was going in the name of Jesus and there was so much going on. There's so much power of God, of Christ coming out of him that they could take a handkerchief, they could take a cloak, whatever, and go touch people with it and they were healed. And it was not because their handkerchief was special and had special magical powers. It's because the power of God, the power of Christ that was just emanating from him. So there were these seven guys who thought, wow, that's a neat trick. So why don't we do the same thing? Why don't we go around and start using using the name Jesus, and cast out these demons. So let me read to you what happens when people don't understand the power of Jesus that must be connected to the relationship of Jesus, who thinks they can get something out of Jesus when they don't know Jesus, and they would just want to use Him as an ATM to feel good. Let me tell you, here's a real story. Verse 14 of chapter 19, Seven sons of Siva, a Jewish priest, were doing these things, casting out spirits. And the evil spirits answered them and said, Now, I recognize Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, subdued all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Ladies and gentlemen, do not use the name of Jesus without a relationship with Jesus because you only access the power of Jesus through that relationship and in that name of Jesus. Jesus is significant. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Yeshua. Jesus even instructed us and said that when you pray, pray in whose name? Pray in Jesus' name. Let me tell you, it's like signing a check. It would be like Buddy Anderson taking a blank check, handing it to me and putting his signature on the bottom. And I get to go, yeah, baby. Christmas is going to be good at the self-house. 
Why would that check have any power to do anything in my life unless it had the signature of the one who holds all the benefits and the accounts? That's Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. That's my Jesus. See, the name Jesus is powerful because of the person Jesus and it's our faith that gets us connected to that. See, Jesus said to pray in his name because we can access that power of believing. When he is Lord and first, and we believe that he is Jesus, then all things that we ask for, he says, will be granted because we'll be asking according to his will and his way. Trusting in him to do what is best for us, not necessarily what makes us happy. The name of Jesus, the one who saves people from their sins, denotes all the power of the mighty creator of all things in our life. Jesus gives us authority, power, and access to the one who spoke the world into existence, who began time itself. It is through the person we call Jesus, whose name means Yahweh is salvation, Connection to God. We can only be connected through the one named Jesus. Because of the person of Jesus, the name Jesus carries great power. The name Jesus is not magical, but the person of Jesus is powerful. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of Him. Listen to this quote from Warren Wiersbe. It's beautiful. Great names come and go, but the name of Jesus remains. The name of Einstein comes and goes. Abraham comes and goes. Vince Dooley comes and goes. Clyde Self comes and goes. But the name that withstands all of time, all of situations, and all of history is the name Jesus Listen, great names come and go, but the name of Jesus remains. The devil still hates it. The world still opposes it. But God still blesses it, and we can still claim it. In the name of Jesus is the key that unlocks the door of prayer and the treasury of God's grace. The name Jesus is significant. Here's your seven-day challenge this week. I'm going to give you two options. One... Read Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through 20, and I'm going to read this that in here in just a second. The second one is, do the devotion with the church. Pick up the devotion at the Welcome Center, download it online, connect to the YouVersion app, Bible app, or something, and do the devotion with all of us. If you are on the YouVersion app and you want to connect with me, just look my name up, you'll find me. There's a picture of me on there, you can't, you can't miss me. Connect with me and we'll do it together. And you can get to read and discuss and talk. The other one is Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through 20. And this talks about this man that we've been, I've been telling you about, Jesus. And I'm going to substitute his name for the pronoun. Listen. For Jesus rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. 
Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Jesus all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Jesus and for Jesus. He is before all things, and in Jesus all things hold together. Jesus is also head of the body of the church, and Jesus is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that Jesus himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Jesus, and through Jesus to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of Jesus' cross. Through Jesus, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Somebody say Jesus. The sweetest name I know. This holiday season, remember Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. See, we've talked a little bit about the significance of the name of Jesus. But understand, if you are a follower of Christ, if you are a Christian, you bear his name. Bear it well. For the world does not understand this man named Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that you, out of all the names you could have chosen, you chose Yeshua, Joshua, Jesus. Thank you, God, for Jesus. For without Jesus, where would any of us be? Except for lost. Thank you for your power, your greatness, and your glory that is contained within the person who is named Jesus. May we appreciate and love that name more than ever before. And in whatever we do in word or deed, may we do it to glorify Jesus. Father, you're the one that saves. You save us from our sins. The name Jesus is not significant to make us happy. It's to make us holy. Now, Father, we can find happiness from holiness, but Lord, Jesus is not a name to just be thrown around. So remind us the saving power of the name Jesus, of the person Jesus, that when we pray in Jesus' name and we have a relationship with you, we have access to your throne. Not because we're special, because he is. This holiday season must be about Jesus first and foremost. That name is the story of Scripture. That name, Jesus, is the thread from one end to the other. That's crimson, crimson red. Jesus. Lord, speak to us, move in our hearts. In the beautiful name of Jesus Christ, I pray.